0: Number four, do not hire account managers or industry experts. Wow. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Account Management, a tactical guide to success. You got Fred Fuller here on the other side of the table, John Brown. John Brown, how are you, sir? Fred, I am great. Yeah. Can I
1: say something before I get started? Before we get started? Before I get started. <laughs> I get I get I get comments about this podcast that we have good chemistry together. Should that bother me? Is that good or bad?
0: Yeah, well, you're I I'm trading up, you're trading down. I don't know. I mean no, yeah. I think I No, that sounds right. I think that's why I enjoy doing it in all seriousness. Like this the banter and the silliness and uh you know, I listen, man, we've talked about this. It's it's really good to hear that because people don't want two suits, like it you know voodoo economics right? We talked about that I think in the first episode of like that's not who we want to be. We want to do the thing and and be able to have a conversation where people feel like they're they're talking to real people and getting real information, right? So it's yeah, good to hear that's that. right.
1: That's right. Yeah, no suits. I can't. Gosh, I can't even remember last time I put on a collared shirt, but that's another that's another conversation. <laughs> Just pants, man. Or even right, or even pants. What do we have today, my good friend?
0: Yeah, yeah. So today we have something just a little bit different. So we've talked about the book in the past. We have had guests in the past, and now after begging for what seven or eight episodes. We actually have some feedback. We have an email from a listener who said, mm-hmm. Hey, man, love the podcast, love your book. Here's what would help me. And I'm like, Okay, man, I'd love this. I'm all ears. I'm all ears. So this individual said, You know, like the book, it's really good. I'm an independent business owner. And so one of the things I'm trying to do is figure out how to create and grow this team and instill some of these philosophies and disciplines into the team. How do I do that? Like, and I'm, you know, and it really struck me as, uh, you know, I've inherited teams in the past. I have not honestly just sat in from day one and built a team or been hired with the intention of this needs to be 12 people in two years, go make it happen. So I, this was really interesting. And of course I, you know, we came straight to you with it and, and you know, without fail, you've got a, a list of things and philosophies and so forth. So <laughs>
1: well, that, that sounds, that sounds like a, that sounds like a comment, but all right, well, we'll no, let that
0: no, one slide. no, 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 no. Without fail, meaning you're always the, you're steady Eddie, man, you got the gun and
1: the stuff and the no uh yeah no no i'm I'm teasing, yes, no, great, it's a great question right it's a, it's a great question, um how do you build an account team and i I've done it a couple of times, and it's um you know it's not a joke it's uh it's it's a decent amount of effort, and you do you know I've made mistakes along the way, but generally, I think I'm batting. what. what you may, <laughs> no, wait, never no, 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 no. I've never made any mistakes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> really I'm perfect. My mom tells me I'm perfect all the time. So, I yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's what I believe. Okay. No, uh, you know, we, we all make mistakes and I've l- learned a few things and, um, I have six recommendations, uh, for building an account team and, it's, and a couple of them are fairly counterintuitive to, I think what you'd assume, um, you know, for, uh, if you have to do kind of a hiring exercise, but, um, but the good news is the counterintuitive recommendations open up the field quite a bit and make it a lot easier to actually go hire account teams. So let so me... Let me
0: uh, yeah, let me, I was going to say, let me, let me jump in here. We'll rattle off the six and then, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll go through them and, and talk through them and think through them and all that good stuff, right? So the first one is hire business owners. Right. Like That's hold everyone... that thought right? There's a, there's an, I know where my head went on that, but there's, is a much bigger and more complex and makes a tremendous amount of extent of sense. Um, think through the framework of what kind of account team you need. Number Mm two, number three, focused on talents around executing and relationship building. So, like, like, focus on the core elements needed to be successful in that job, right? That's mm-hmm. what that sounds like to me. Number four, do not hire account managers or industry experts. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about that one. Yeah. Okay. Breaking, breaking the mold there. Um, number five, teach them how to approach the role. Do not assume. And then number six, consider creating an account operations manager role. So there you are, one through six. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mr. John Brown, starting back up top, hire business owners. What
1: do you mean by that? Yeah. So, this is the frame for the whole thing. Um, Not, uh, you know, most people when they go to hire account managers, I would think probably. You know, they'll get on LinkedIn or whatever and start typing in the word account manager. That's actually not what you want. If you think about it, unique a little more unique to the account manager than necessarily the sales role or like a more operational role like you know a customer service kind of role or something like that you actually need people who can think about the whole business right the nirvana on an account manager is that they act like a little mini business owner and so let's let's say the client manager has 10 accounts the nirvana is they actually kind of run it like a pnl they actually know the profitability of the client and they adjust things like uh pricing and volume and all the kind of standard economic things so they run it like a business and and they grow the business as well right so so you really are looking for people that you can pipeline into larger leadership roles within the organization so for first and foremost when you go to do this like think to yourself i'm going to hire a business owner right? For that true account management role. And then on number six, we're going to talk about maybe you have some account managers today who are really great at kind of the servicing part or the operational part. Maybe they need to be in a little bit different role called account operations manager, which is like a little bit more of the junior junior partner role. Um, but first and foremost, hire a business owner.
0: You know, it's so number one is interesting on a number of levels. Um, I think the first being that you know, you, you hired me, you you employed me in my first account manager role, but I came mm-hmm. out of a number of years of corporate finance experience.
1: Yes. We're and gonna talk,
0: yeah. We're going to talk yeah. about, yeah, go ahead. But when you say a business owner, like there was something within that experience that I had that put those pieces together mm-hmm. for you. Is that correct? That's
1: right. Yeah. And that, you know, somebody who is comfortable with numbers Uh, analytics uh, knows what a balance sheet is or, you know, an income statement, you know, that's, that can be a really a big plus for an account manager. I wouldn't characterize it as necessary for a really great account manager, but it can be a big plus. You
0: know, and it's funny because I don't, I don't have my MBA uh, and I've always felt like that first sort of 10 years, I'll call it out of school where I did that, fPNA P l ownership work that that was my MBA like mm-hmm. that yeah. like that taught me more about how to run a business than anything else looking at yeah. unit economics right right um, the ownership of also coordinating all the different things so even though I did not own the business as a guy that that's finances and, and keeps the tally sheet right that was my job but I had to watch the people that did own those P&Ls coordinate across all the areas of the business. Do, is marketing doing their thing so that I can drive more adoption? Is tech doing their thing so that my customer support calls go down? And you have to coordinate across all. So uh, uh, when you talk exactly. about being a business
1: owner, I'm kind yes. of like, right? Some, not- exactly. Somebody who's willing to coordinate across your business. Right. Right. That's a very, you know, so if you think about it, they're almost the account manager facing internally as well, right? Like they're willing to work across your entire business to deliver the whole solution for the customer, right? So, you know, again, for contrast, your, um, you know, someone in your operations team may only do one discrete kind of function for your end customer. Somebody in sales may sell once the contract is signed, then it moves over to account management. But then after that, that day-to-day ownership, like it's a holistic job. And so you need to be able to be as an account manager, at least familiar enough with other parts of the business. So here's a good example. So like... I don't know that I want the account manager to be a master marketer, but they need to know kind of probably something about it, A, to help market to your B2B customers, or if you're in a channel marketing situation where your customers actually have to kind of remarket the product in some sort of way, they need to be familiar enough with uh, basic marketing concepts to um, help make that happen, right? So like, again, it's, it's a business owner yeah
0: yeah that's really, really helpful um yeah. and and i and I and I see in hindsight, given my experience and where I am today, how helpful that is. So mm-hmm. number two on the list is think through the framework
1: of what kind of account team you need. This kind of speaks to the first one a little bit. so imagine a two by two matrix, if you will i would I would draw it for you, but it's a podcast, so that wouldn't make sense. Um, Next no, time. nothing. No, next time. Next time. (laughs) Trying to so two two axes. One would be kind of uh, more client focused versus the the other side of this axis being more your business focused. So more focused internally on your needs versus focused externally, and then another axis that is sustaining versus growing. So in other words, somebody who's really focused on keeping that client happy and keeping them. Um, you know, on board with your business or somebody who's maybe a little more aggressive and thinks about uh, growing the client. So my recommendation would be that you kind of, you make that little matrix and then start plotting where you think your current account managers are if you already have some sort of pre-existing team, right? So, and, in, in, you know, again, speaking to that point about business owners, ideally you kind of want people who, are in the middle on both those axes. If you think about it, like a cross, right. They're kind of in the middle on all those dimensions. It is probable that your current account team is not like that. And they all kind of, they're probably grouped, you know, one way or another. Um, so figure out where you're, where you are at today and then what you need to go hire more of um, yeah. if that makes sense. So you're never going to find like, th- there are people who, you know, are, you uh, you know, good on all of these dimensions. But, you know, uh, like the old saying, um, we, we try to hire employees and people keep showing up. So the, the reality is that the people that you have today um, are probably strong on somewhere on those axes to so figure out where your current team is and then plot where you'd like to go with it. Right. So do you need to do anything specifically? No, you just need to have it in mind as you go through the interview process, which we're going to talk about, which is kind of number three.
0: Yeah and and you you the reality is uh, unless you have an incredibly nuanced business, you, you want a little bit of everything probably in this grouping, right? You need some people that can you just kind of m- maintain, right. you need the hard charger, go getter, the people that see the opportunity in right. the tea leaves and all. Yeah, that's, uh, that's. but but framing, I think that's your point, right? Like framing your right. mind around it. It's not, don't get out a piece of paper and go through, try to like Joe's over here and Steve's over here. I mean, maybe if that's helpful, but didn't Well, of the no, day, you could do that, you know, but it, I mean, it's a subjective you know, kind of thing, but it's framing it. Yeah. But put your head around it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, focus number three. So that's one and two. Number three focus on talents around executing
1: and relationship building. Yeah, and what I'm going to recommend for this one, you know, that seems sort of obvious. Like, okay, well, no doubt. Let me bring it down a level, which is um, what I recommend is a, a book and uh, called Strength Finder, which is based on uh, uh, research from Gallup and uh, inputs from other um, um, kinds of intellectuals that you know put together a frame for. Uh, talents that are innate to people and we all excel at certain talents and not others. And I'm using that word very specifically. So it's not skills like I'm good at Excel or, you know, I'm a good public speaker. I'm talking about talents. So like literally pathways of thinking that are innate to you that other people are have innate paths that are different. And if you buy that book and, and you read it and what will become clear is what are the talents that you need to look for that tend to uh, make the most successful account managers. And so there's a bunch that are, that you should look for in account managers. And and what will also help you do is frame there are a bunch that you probably want to avoid. So um, let me give you, let me give you some sense of that. So Talents that you want to look for and um, start with talents, right? So we're going to talk about skills in a second. Skills can be taught. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. There are some skills that I think do help, but the talents that you need to look for are things like discipline, right? That's really important for account manager. like the, the account manager gets told no. Okay, great. Wait a week, come back, ask again. That's that kind of persistence, which is why I'm a great account man.
0: Yeah, and I, I know I know we don't have time to go through every one of these and do
1: a big no, work. but I'm gonna but I'm gonna name them.
0: But yeah. no, 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 I, yeah, absolutely. But what I do want to talk about that discipline for just one second. Yeah, because where it is so critical is in the relationship building aspect. So this comes back. I mean, this just becomes a recurring theme, but it's that. Um, always assume the other side has the best intentions right mm-hmm. seek to understand before being understood right. discipline in your emotional control that's right when, they, then- when when a client calls you and and I have had this happen right they swear at you they yell at you and they are mad and their and their irritation may or may not be well founded but regardless you have to have the discipline to absorb the moment and then be very calculated in your response and how you, and, and how you communicate it internally and externally and everything else, right? Like discipline without discipline. And, and you could say this about a lot of jobs, but when this one, it's just absolutely critical. Cause if you lose that discipline for a moment and have an incredibly wrong, bad conversation with a client, that's hard to undo. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, Exactly. And it also speaks to things like doing account plans and regular goal setting and a bunch of other stuff that we talk about in the book. Like it's, that's probably why I'm listed, listed at the top a little bit. Yeah. But there's some other talents to really look for. Yeah, Um, Arranging is is really important that that should definitely be obvious. Like you have to deliver the service across your whole company to their company. That's a lot of arranging focus, responsibility, positivity. That speaks to the point you were making just a second ago. Mm Mm-hmm uh, relating, obviously this is a relationship management job, communication, uh, as well. Uh, there's probably a couple of others in there, but those are kind of the top ones that, that I look for. There are some that I also kind of want, you want to avoid a little bit. I've seen people in the, in an account management role where they're in the wrong role. Um, and it's usually somebody who, um, has a clear spike that makes them really useful in one of the other parts of the organization, but can be detrimental in that kind of account management relationship role. So for example, things like competitiveness, Mm -hmm. um, focusing on the future, like that's really great. We need people like that in the organization. Is that a great account manager, a a talent? No, not really, not necessarily. I should say ideation, like somebody who's kind of coming up with an idea a minute. I don't know. That's a great account manager um, in election uh, strategic thinking, like I, it, I'm not trying to say these things. Like you don't somebody want somebody who can see the future and is uh, thinking about innovation for your business, but um, but the kind of person that makes a really great account manager is probably not the kind of person who would really make a great strategist for your organization. Those are two yeah. different roles, right? You see, you see what I'm saying by that. Yeah. So, or or the person who makes an absolutely uh, brilliant accountant. Uh, right. May not necessarily be, um, you know, uh, may not necessarily be right uh, for, for your organization, for, if, for if account management. I've seen specifically competitiveness
0: and intelligence come back to definitely be a negative mm-hmm. attribute in this role. Yeah. Right. And, and not when that
1: intelligence s- is a bad, but, but super intelligence combined with competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I'm talking about Uber, yeah. I mean, and and I've worked
0: with a lot of really, really, really smart people. But if if you told me right now that I have three minutes to name the top five, I'd come up with a list of five and it'd probably be pretty close. Those five people may or may not have been or made good account managers, right? right. Because it, it, there's something about going beyond the ability to emotionally sort of connect. But but even more importantly than that is understanding what the job and objective is. The job right. and objective of an account manager may or may not be to make sure that you are right, for lack of a better term, right? Like some, a, a client can say something, it could be wrong and you would be right. And you have to understand how important it is to make that point in that moment because there's a lot of damage, right? You, you dip into the account that we talked about in a previous episode, right? You're dipping into that sort of savings account to pull that out to say, I'm right and you're wrong. And if that's critical to the success of the relationship, it, then it maybe, right? And then there's a yeah. whole different podcast about right. how you would go about handling such a conversation. I've just seen super, super, super intelligent people that are also super, super competitive that want to sit with a client and argue with them about and,
1: and argue. Right. right. Yeah, right. That's right. Um, so, they, so again, the third one, use strengths finder, identify the strengths that you think you need on the team. Um, and it's really just listing those out. And here's the beauty of it. Um, it's actually not terrifically hard to try to, ascertain whether or not these strengths exist in the person and it's very simple you just do a behavioral interview and you can you can generally suss this out so it sounds like this you just and this isn't original to me in any way but the but the question is um you know tell me about a time where you had to use discipline to achieve a goal for a client right so you always start with tell me about a time where you had to Name the talent you're looking for and then to do X, whatever, you know, and then you need to add an X of what what an activity might be. And it's very simple, you know, if the person can come up with an example from them personally relatively recently there's probably something there there's probably that probably is something that they can do if they um struggle to come up with something or um really even worse if they abstract it then you know that that talent is probably not there So when i say abstract uh, an answer that sounds like oh well what you want to do when you use discipline is Mm. right so that's an abstraction Mm. so like it's not me doing it you know it's not john doing it it's I, you know, in general, what you would want to do is X yeah. or, you know, so tell me about a time where you had to use um, your kind of innate positivity to turn around an angry client. So that'd be a good question. And the person says, well, you know, one thing about being positive is that's right. not a good answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? A, a bit, the, yeah. Right. The, the the better answer is, Oh, well that happened yesterday, blah, blah, right. blah. Right. right. If they, if they come back with, well, that happened yesterday. Like that now, you know, it's a thing. Right. So yeah, um, that's how think, you screen for this.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the other things that that uh, you taught me was the element of yeah, but what did you do? So even in that scenario, right. where <laughs> right. tell me about a time where and they go, well, there was this one time where we and blah blah blah, yeah. and there and those general and, and
1: right, they, that's that, an abstraction.
0: Hey, yeah, yep, absolutely cool. That sounds like a really interesting experience. So,
1: what was your role? Yeah, what did you do? Right. Right. Yeah. I was, you know, and the the thing that they say that they did does not have to be earth shattering. Right. So like, you know, my question about positivity is say, well, first thing I did is when I walked in the meeting, I started smiling at everybody heavily because like I'm trying to set the tone for a meeting. I, you know, when we started, I made a couple jokes to kind of lighten the mood and then I made sure that we had lunch. And I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be like, um, you know some sort of ha- answer from a Harvard business school case study um what what it does have to be is like i i did x and then that that tells you um well or or even
0: or even if i to your point yeah well what was your role well this was actually my my senior executive and whatever they ran point on this but let me tell you what i learned right Like that, you know, like, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting,
1: very minute, but very interesting and telling thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So use StrengthFinder. um, use, uh, use behavioral interview questions. You probably can suss out what it is that you're looking for. One thing that does help, I will mention some skills that I look for in account managers. Um, this isn't necessarily a screening thing, because you can teach a lot of these, um, you can teach some of these things I should say. Um, and, and, um, some of them are kind of skills and talents. So when we think about arranging, for example, what I'm really probing for there is kind of their level of organization. Like, are they, mm. you know, a natural organizer? Um, analytical skills are helpful, like we mentioned before, um, if you really kind of want that business owner. Um, attention to detail, um, which, again, is kind of that that arranging uh, skill a little bit. Uh, resilience is is another one that actually is probably a talent more than anything but you can you can kind of people who are resilient who will keep coming back and and not give up no matter what that's that's important and then obviously uh eq and listening skills those are those are good as well so just some other things to kind of kind of look for but um but anyway focus on talents is my my number three let's talk about number four because that's the counterintuitive one yeah this is my favorite i absolutely
0: love this one do and and I want to come back to the beginning there where we talked about when you hired me and, and so mm. forth. I actually have a little story there. Yeah. Can you tell but, that story? I think that would feed it. Well, yeah. So, number four is do not hire account managers or industry experts, right? Like mm-hmm. that. that is so counter. So, let me tell my story and actually probably helps to solidify what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. When uh, So when you hired me, a recruiter reached out to me. We didn't know each other. Our paths had never crossed. I didn't know who you were. You didn't know who I was. Out of the blue, I get a call from a recruiter and the timing was wonderful because the company I was with was going through some M&A activity and it yeah just, you know, that stuff comes with a lot of turbulence and so forth. And so, you know, I, it was probably time for me to start exploring you know, right. the world. So this recruiter calls me and says, hey, I've got this opportunity for you, blah, blah, blah. And he tells me all about it. And we have one call, two calls. And he does his little vetting and so forth. And he's getting ready to schedule the interview with you. And I'm on the phone with him. And I said, hey, man, look, I got to be really, really clear with you. I'm a finance guy. Like you've looked, <laughs> you've looked at my profile, right? You've looked at you know, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And and in my and in my head, like I I'm a finance guy by sort of a trade, if you will. Mm-hmm. I've had many people throughout my finance time look at me and go, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing in finance? You're a you know, like you, you you're a frontline Yeah, you're good. You're good dude, with right? people. Right, right. Um, and, but so I just it, it baffled me that he was thinking, and this wasn't like it was not like you were you were looking for somebody to come in and and do the you know um you know years one through five like you needed some business acumen and expertise and so forth and so so anyway to me it was really really odd and this fits that perfectly like I'm not mm-hmm. an account manager and
1: you're looking to bring somebody in so help me understand that yeah let let me let me you know I was thinking about that when. We were preparing for this, and and I put together a short list of the roles that people have had prior to becoming account managers that I've I've worked with. FP&A in your example, which is a great example, social media coordinator, fleet asset manager, underwriter, recruiter, uh, government project manager. And here's my favorite: concrete manufacturing plant manager, uh, pricing manager, communications person, flight attendant. I mean, and now I could keep going, yeah. right? So they are really, and they all the ones that I mentioned, there are just truly the most excellent account managers. So where do they come from? They you, they don't need to come from your industry and they don't need to uh, be previous account managers. Now if you find somebody who was an account manager in your industry that you think is really great. I'm not going to tell you to not hire that person. That's not what I'm trying to say here. What I am trying to say is don't get locked into that, uh, you know, that telling the recruiter or, um, you know, telling your HR team that that's what I'm looking for. I need an account manager from my industry. That's the absolute wrong thing to do. And because if you do what we talked about, number one, number two, and number three, you're going to find, um, you're going to find really great account managers. And by opening up the field, you can hire the best from other fields and everything else in terms of your, um, if you're in your industry, you can teach them, um, all of that stuff. And if you make the role, um, basically the business career growth role, like we're going to turn you into your own mini business person, you'll attract the right kind of talent that, uh, can come in and, and do the role, uh, that you want. And so, you know, all of the, the great account managers that I've hired have come from every part of the business that have been operations, roles, customer care, even, even development um, implementations, project management. I've had some come right out of school. That's a little bit um, unusual, but like if somebody's just, just fits, then uh, sometimes sales um, is where you can find some account managers. Uh, I would say, um, obviously, you don't want to take your best salesperson from from sales and put them in account management, but there have but there are times where you know you might have somebody that's maybe not quite as successful as you would hope they would be in the sales role, and then what you realize is they kind of have a little bit more holistic view of the business. They're a little bit more of a nurturer, relationship builder. And, um, I've seen people where they were in sales and we move them into account management and they just, the, where they weren't doing as well in sales and they just thrived in account management. Right. So sometimes they yeah. can, they can come from there uh, as well. And the, and the reason that I say, um, don't, uh, don't focus on industry expertise is what I've found is, um, and this is, you know, we come from technology companies. This is particularly true of technology companies. I don't know if it's true universally, but like a lot of times if you have account management teams in other companies, it's not, um, necessarily the first and foremost, um, team that the executive team is focused on in the company. And so sometimes you wind up with people in those companies who are coasting a little bit and they're they're maybe not the A players that you're looking for. And so you, you need to just believe I will teach them my industry. Don't worry about trying to hire somebody from your industry because it's getting focused on that kind of resume stuff versus talents is a dead end road. Yeah. And the the whole notion of an
0: account manager, like a lifetime account manager, I think to your point, John, of you know somebody that's been an account manager for 10, 12 years, I, and unless they are sort of running the show somewhere or moving up the ladder and progressing their organization, that probably doesn't fit the definition of an account manager that you are looking for. Yeah right? Possibly not.
1: I would say there are people I've found who've been in that role for very long amount of time who are just completely excellent and great. So I don't want to dismiss that, but, but you, you can in certain companies where they're not paying attention to performance, like another company that you don't work at where they're not paying attention to the performance. Yeah. You can get dead wood. In there. Yeah. No
0: yeah. On. And, and I think it comes back to, uh, to the two by two matrix, right. That you mentioned um, on number two, which is thinking through the framework. And so there's that element of like, what do you need here? Like if you need somebody that is actually more on that sort of account operating, operations manager role plateau. Like, you know, maybe, maybe that, maybe that background is there. I think the point is that it's never binary. It's never like, you know, always hire account managers or never hire account managers. It's don't jump to the conclusion that because somebody's been an account manager for two, five, or 10 years, that they come with a skill set that you will need because your skill set that you're looking for an account manager will be very different in regards to where your organization is and its growth phase and all that other stuff. Right.
1: Right. It, it's possible that, yeah exactly. Like you, you know, if you hire from another company and you hire account manager, maybe all of their account managers on that two by two matrix are all heavily leaning towards, um, uh, uh, cl- you know they're very client focused and they're very sustaining focused. Like, they, they're, maybe they're right. all in that group, right. and you don't have anybody who is thinking, who is your business focused, like cares about your business results and making sure that you're, you know, you're growing and uh, your profitability is growing. And maybe they're not growth focused, right? So that can't happen if you if you consciously say, well, "I'm going to go pick off an account manager from my competitor." Like, I can tell you that's that's the wrong way to start, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, very interesting though. I, I do love that. It's
0: so, uh, it's provocative, right? Like, don't listen, I, I,
1: I'll tell you, um, uh, I don't want to talk too much about the company that I'm in right now, but I, I will say, uh, the, the account lead in that team has put together a, an exceptional account management team and they have incredibly diverse backgrounds. And, uh, and she figured that all out on her own. She didn't have a magical, uh, book that explained it like, uh, like, like, you know, a dragon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, not, yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, but intuitively did absolutely the right thing. And that is, um, and that's what you want to do. And that, and trust me, that does work. And it's a surprise to people. So, you know, you and I have worked in a business before we put together an account team that was relatively eclectic in terms of the types of people um, yep. and their backgrounds, where they came from. And I think that that worked out nicely. And um, that's how I've always seen it uh, kind of work out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so don't be, don't be afraid to break the mold when it comes to that. That's number, uh, four, do not hire account managers. Number five, teach them how to approach the role. Do not assume.
1: That's right. So, you know, if you've got a leader, an account manager leader on your team that kind of knows what they're doing, that's great. You can probably delegate to them, but, um, you know, depending on the size of your business, um, you, uh, you, you need to be kind of involved in, in, I would say, set expectations for what you want out of your account management team. Here's the good news. Are you ready, Fred? Yeah, yeah. There's a book that tells you what the expectations should be. Tell me more. Well, it's a book called A Dragon Walks Into a
0: Meeting by Riveted. you and me. By who? <laughs> by you and me. That's a weird title. That's a super is, weird title. It is a weird title. Yeah. No, check it, that one. book out, man. It's awesome. A Dragon yeah. Walks Into a Meeting. John no, I Brown just,
1: right it, it it actually outlines i mean it really the book is geared towards relatively new account managers saying hey here's the here's the things that you should do but you know you just uh, flip it uh, and use it as, hey, here's the expectations that I have for my account managers and teach to that and and you'll be fine. And, and then also, you know, going along with that and going along with number four, you need to teach them your industry. And, and you know, they'll, it takes some time in the role, but, you know, most people will pick it up um, in six months to a year. They'll, you know, there's I've yet to find an industry that was so complicated that you can learn, you know, some sort of way to navigate it. Um, and if you have somebody who's uh, great at that kind of relationship building, you know, they're going to get to know your client base and pretty quickly, they're going to know just as much about the industry as you do, if not if not more, because they're out there in the field talking to clients every single day. So well, you don't have you to know, worry about that part of it. Well, you know, what number
0: one, when you say hire business owners, and we talked about what that means to have people that can know... How important it is to be able to impact and affect a broad swath of the organization, different mm-hmm. verticals, different functional areas and so forth. Right. Um, and and so th- what you want in terms of like the, the specificity to your industry, the, a good hire is actually a really good generalist. Mm-hmm. Right, They're good at becoming, they, they're good generalists in that they have that great overview, but then they can go in and they can pick things up and they can get to the level of depth that they need quickly. And that's what you need. So that's why you, I don't need somebody that spent 20 years in X industry, but I need somebody that has shown me the ability to learn. And I need to know that you're smart enough that you're going to come in right. here in six months, you're going to be conversant and do all the things that I need you to do and so forth. So yeah, I, I always shy away from that sort of industry expertise. And I know there's certain industries that it's really important and in certain roles within those industries where it's very important.
1: Yeah, and and the other thing, I don't want to dismiss industry expertise. I don't want to, I want to make sure we're, we're clear that we're not doing that. Like, I would actually suggest that this is not true of um, certain other roles in the organization, like maybe some senior executive roles um, and or sales roles where you having a Rolodex actually is happy, happy, <laughs> handy, I should say, right? Yeah. So like, you know, Somebody who comes into your organization, like, let's say you're, uh, um, I don't know, like somebody in Hollywood, you know, having a pre-existing Rolodex actually is kind of necessary for certain senior level executive roles in certain industry verticals, having a senior sales leader that actually knows a lot of people in the industry, a lot of value there, right? So I'm not dismissing industry expertise at all. I'm just saying for this kind of on the ground level account management role, it's probably not necessary. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to be careful not to not to dismiss that, uh, which can be a lot of goodness for your organization. Um, so teach them how to approach the role, and then uh, number six, we're at the last one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, consider creating an account operations
0: manager role.
1: Right, if the team is big enough, if your enterprise is large enough, you probably can support this. I, you know, it kind of depends on what, how operationally intensive what you're doing is, but if you have account managers that again are, you know, really good at that kind of sustaining and client side thing and are really good at working with the operations team of your client um, and really excel at that and are not necessarily going to be the kind of people who are going to grow into doing things like, you know, project management with their client. They're not going to grow into doing things like negotiating, you know, kind of hardcore negotiations with clients and or uh, things like, you um, um, you know, setting pricing, um, setting SLAs, you know, the kind of those general business activities that we talked about earlier. If you have somebody who's probably not necessarily gonna grow into that, but they're really great working with um, the operators at the client, consider creating this kind of secondary role that we, I've I in the past have called it account operations manager you can give it different titles, but the, but the notion is basically, yes, you are an account manager working with directly with the client, but, um, but it's a role that has a little bit more targeted audience than being that general business person. And so if you've got somebody really great um, and you don't want to lose them, uh, but they're maybe not in that role for being that true business owner, you can create this role.
0: Yeah. So consider creating an account operations manager role. Kind of ties back into that two by two matrix. Just a mm-hmm. little bit in regards to you know what, understanding what role and, and sort of um, input you need. Right. Like what what do I need this role to be capable of? And and not everything's got to be that full fledged account manager, so to speak. Right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, very 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 interesting. There's a lot of stuff in here that I it. It's counterintuitive, and then when you talk through it, it all makes like perfect sense, right?
1: Yeah, it only took me uh, like twenty years to figure all this out. So um, I wish I wish I had known some of this in the beginning, but that's okay. So you're welcome. <laughs>
0: Whoever's listening to this podcast, you just got twenty years of experience and uh, and a couple of bad jokes, all for free. Wow, right? That's a bargain at any price. You're welcome. All right. Uh, so that, folks, is how you build an account management team. Again, hire business owners, think through the framework, focus on talents around executing and relationship. Do not hire specifically account managers or for industry expertise. Teach them how to approach the role. Don't assume that they know. And consider creating an account operations manager role, a role that somebody can start in and grow into potentially a full-fledged account.
1: Right, That's I uh, yeah, forgot to mention that. Right, That's uh, that can be an on-ramp, like maybe you hire somebody right out of right. college and they can go right into that and then they on-ramp their way to the full account management role. Cor- provides a career path, lots of goodness there. Yep. Beautiful. All right, John, I think that gets it. I think that's
0: another episode in the can. Wow. That's what they say in the biz. <laughs> what biz is that? Hollywood? Showbiz? Uh, Showbiz? It, it, it's Account Management, A Tactical Guide to Success. That's what we say in, in the biz. Oh That's it. God. So, All right. I don't know. All I'm right. trying to wrap this thing up. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Account Management, A Tactical Guide to Success. For John Brown, this is Fred Fuller, and we'll see you next time
1: enjoying the podcast but want to go deeper into best practices for account management learn more from fred and john in a dragon walks into a meeting a tactical guide to client management available at amazon or wherever books are sold